listening to The Quad, a Killjoys podcast. My name is Stephanie. And I'm Chris. We're talking about the third episode of Killjoys Season 5, Three Killjoys and a Lady. While we will talk about anything and everything from that episode, there won't be any spoilers for future episodes. So let's get started with our reviews of this episode. I thought this was a pretty solid episode. It it very much felt like a transition episode to me. We had the first two episodes setting up where our heroes are at at this point and introducing us to the lady outside of the green. And it felt like this episode, it didn't really advance the overall plot very much, but it did give us a lot of information. And I thought that the whodunit piece in particular was pretty well done. You've done it for lack of a better word. You know which part I'm talking about. It's like, is is it so-and-so who's possessed? Is it so-and-so who's possessed? No, who's it all of us? What's happening? Like that that part of the episode I thought was was pretty well done. And you know, I, I generally I just I enjoyed it. It was a it was a solid episode. It was enjoyable. What do you think, Chris? I kind of don't know how to feel a little bit. <laughs> Cause like I liked it. I enjoyed it, but also Lucy no <laughs> And I, I don't know. I don't know how much of it you saw. There was a lot of hype on on the Twitters. I saw no hype on Twitters. I have not been oh. on Twitters very much. Okay. I envy you just because I feel like it's never good whenever that happens. Because everybody's oh, no. like, you know, Killjoys fans, you have to be sure to watch live this week and all this sort of thing. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know. It makes me anxious and I don't like it. Anyway, uh, I did enjoy the episode, but... Again, at the same time, like, no, Lucy, which I'm just repeating myself now, but I'm I'm distraught is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm distraught. I must say I was a little confused by her parting, though, because in the premiere, they established that, you know, they'd been trying to wipe Lucy's memory and they and she kept, you know, rebooting herself from her backup that Johnny had made. And so it kind of confused me why they couldn't do that at this point, you know, wipe her from the ship, but then reboot from her backup. I guess we're supposed to infer that the virus had infected her even into like her backup drive. I guess that is a good point, though. I was also a little confused about that, the the seeming permanence of of their parting ways. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, couldn't they just like restart her? Granted, it's not the same, but it, it could become similar again, at least. I don't know. And I actually thought that maybe could have been even more poignant if we can hear Lucy's voice again, but she doesn't have the same rapport and relationship that she did with Johnny previously. Which could be what happens. I don't really know. I'm a little, again, uncertain about where exactly this is going after that. But same. Anyway, I did like that it's a, a bottle episode. You know, I enjoy bottle episodes. I think I'm on record on this podcast as saying I enjoy a good bottle episode. This reminded me very much of that X-Files episode Ice. Mm, yep. Which is another one where they have to like check each other for like signs of being hosts to a parasite. Although the uh, the scene of, of having to strip was much more entertaining in Killjoys, I've got to say. <laughs> Wait, two two or more people? Why then why am I naked? I didn't want you to feel left out. <laughs> and it's a good point, right? Like what would be more awkward? All three of them are standing there naked or two of them are standing there naked and one person's there clothed? Like there was really no no 
100% solid, non-awkward way to do that. <laughs> I was fully expecting Dutch to, to answer him fairness when he asked that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I have to get naked, we all do. Mm-hmm. The sheer confusion on both Jacoby brothers' faces when they walked in. <laughs> and Dutch was there in, like, a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> But you mentioned the comparison to Ice from X-Files, and that is a very good comparison. I totally thought when she was so focused on Davin, it'd be like, oh, well, sure, clearly it's going to be Johnny who's going to be the one who turns out to be infected because the lady talked about breaking him, and he also was involved in, you know, the nuking of the, con the you know, biological remnants of, of the little hatchlings. So they set up the pieces really well to make the audience kind of think they were going to go that obvious route. So I liked the twist of, oh, wait, they all have the mark. And then, wait a minute, the mark actually means nothing. Lucy's the one who's <laughs> causing all of these problems. I also liked that, I mean, you're talking about how they, they give you little hints, like, it could be Johnny. There's also, as she's talking to Davin when he's in the airlock, there's that ominous shot of Johnny standing over Dutch's shoulder, mm -hmm. which of mm -hmm. course is also designed to make you think, oh no, what if it's Johnny? And Dutch has mm -hmm. her back turned to him. Exactly. Because they're smart like that. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that nobody pulled a President Rosalind, though, and, and threw Davin out of the airlock and killed him. That, that had me worried for a minute there when he was stuck in there for so long. Yeah, not this episode. <laughs> 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 They've airlocked people before. It's true. But you know, we've got seven more episodes to go, so. A character arc element that they introduced in this episode, which I'm intrigued by, is they clear they have established that for Dutch, when she kind of came to her senses, or even before she kind of came to her senses, she was having the sense that her relationship with Johnny when they were brainwashed was not right. It felt weird. But there was the suggestion here in this episode that maybe for Johnny, it was more right than perhaps he could have anticipated. And I'm curious where they're going to go f with that, because they've been clear from the get-go that Johnny and Dutch's relationship was going to be platonic. So I want to see where that might take them. Yeah, it makes me a little bit nervous. If it was any other show, it would make me a lot nervous. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm curious, but also a little anxious. Cause it has the potential of really disrupting the dynamic. If, if it is a matter of Johnny having unexpected feelings, but then maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I feel like it could easily become something more than just about him potentially having feelings for Dutch. Maybe it could be connected to another piece of his character arc, potentially. But obviously, no idea what's going to happen at this point. Right. I mean, it could just be a matter of Johnny being like, you know what, I really want to be settled down and not doing the whole Killjoys thing anymore. I mean, I don't know that that's where that's going, but I could see that as a possibility. Absolutely. However, the fact that Johnny has lost Lucy and he has sort of these confused feelings about Dutch in this moment, it does make me a little worried for Johnny. But 
I I kind of felt like a horrible person when I was watching this episode because when he he grabbed the the chip that Lucy told him to grab, you know, mm-hmm. it, it reminded me it reminded me of the hundred after Alexa died <laughs> and Clark was carrying around the little flame chip and there was all of those ridiculous fan art about you know Clark and her romantic attachment to this chip. <laughs> Most of it from Sabrina, I think, right? Yes, and it made me laugh really hard, and it was an inappropriate reaction to that scene, because it was touching. But <laughs> <laughs> Just like, oh, Johnny has a, has a, has a chip buddy now, yay! <laughs> oh, man. And then he stuck it down in his shirt. I was like, where, did he, where was he supposed to have put that, Chris? It looked like he just put it down the neck of his shirt. It's going to end up on the floor somewhere. He did not put it somewhere secure. <laughs> you you don't have an have an inside shirt uh, pouch that you carry around? I mean, I have a bra, if that's that. <laughs> Fair. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> I but wasn't, even- but I guess it does count. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe but that's he, that's Johnny's thing. Maybe when they were getting dressed again. <laughs> even if Johnny though had like a bra or a binder or something like that, it did not look like he took the time to put it inside that inner <laughs> layer. He just sort of dumped it on down there. Was oh. his shirt tucked in? Cuz I, I hope so. That's the only <laughs> way Lucy's not getting crushed on the floor. And then Johnny has no chip buddy and I'm just I'm sad all over for him again. They do they do wear chunky boots on that show, so it would be bad. Yeah. Very thick soles. Yep. Yep. They do dangerous work. You, you need some heavy sole shoes for that. <laughs> it's true. Was anyone else amused by the fact that uh Dutch was basically dressed like Tomb Raider? I didn't even didn't even occur to me. She kinda was. Ironically, Hannah John Common was was in the most recent Tomb Raider movie. Not enough. She should have been in it more. She was in there so little. I was so disappointed. There are many reasons to be disappointed in that movie. <laughs> but, it's true. Uh, it's true. You can't be disappointed in uh, the bicep and ab action in that film. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why, uh, well, I was going to say a lot of people, but really it's just like from my social circle, pretty much everybody I know who went to go see that movie, that was why. <laughs> Lara Croft knows that the key to being a, a, a good action hero is sleevelessness. She listens to us. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, everybody in this episode got got naked, so I know what? I can't really complain. When, I was say, what more when do you want, Stephanie? I mean, more sleevelessness generally, but I can't complain about this episode. I Fair. mean, there was full body sleevelessness this episode. <laughs> Full body sleeplessness. <laughs> yes, I said that to make you laugh. <laughs> if one was to think of every piece of clothing as a giant sleeve, then yes. Why? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you think of clothing that way? <laughs> well, now I'm going to think of my bra as my my inner shirt pouch. <laughs> Good. My my work here is done. You're opening my sartorial mind to do things. <sighs> it's been a very long week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I traveled yesterday. It's it's fine. <laughs> oh, dear. So we'd mentioned before they brought up Johnny's sort of 
conflicted feelings maybe about his relationship with Dutch when they were brainwashed. And I'm glad that that's something that the show is addressing. That's something that Killjoys has always done really well. And I appreciate is that there's follow through on things that happen to people. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be easy to kind of just move on since the veil has been lifted. So I'm glad that they're suggesting it isn't so cut and dry for Johnny, perhaps. And I'm glad that they gave us context for why it was so darn easy for them to escape that ship. Because even though I get it, like, Klein helped them, I was thinking, why in the heck was it so easy for him to help them? Because we saw before that he was being kind of, you know, beaten up on and kept a close watch on by the lady and her guards. So I suspected because they escaped so easy, I'm like, this cannot be this cut and dry, something's going to happen. So I was glad there was follow through on that. Yeah, I pretty much suspected from the beginning. I'm like, okay, how did Klein get free? Exactly. I mean, granted, it's Klein, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that he just freed himself. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, you know... (laughs) They're on the lady's ship. The lady has been shown to be pretty powerful. I'm pretty sure this was all part of some greater scheme, especially since that's been a thing that's been established on the show, especially as, you know, Klein before and now the lady both both sort of like play in the long game. Yeah, we definitely had the fact cemented that this is going to be a cat and mouse type of game between her and Dutch. What's keeping them alive is the possibility that they, well, before that they knew where Jack was, and now she sees them as useful as bait. So this episode left me wondering where Klein's loyalties lie. He definitely seemed to be gaining the lady's trust, or maybe, I don't know, asking for her to trust him somewhat here. But at the same time, it's like he could totally have his own motives here, you know, by convincing her, oh, they could be used as bait. It keeps Dutch and the Jacobis alive for a little while longer. So it felt like Klein didn't look like much of their ally at the end of this episode here. But because it's Klein, who knows what we're actually seeing in regards to what are his motives behind what he's actually doing. Right. Yeah. I You kind of wonder, like, Is there some sort of plan that possibly involves them actually finding Jack? Like, will they somehow utilize Jack and whatever abilities he has to help them defeat the lady before she can actually enact her plan? They're just, there are possibilities. And we still don't know what Jack and Delsea were up to trying to get Dutch's DNA. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was mention of the fact that these hatchlings are clones of the lady here. Dutch is kind of a clone, a memory clone, I guess, of Anila. I don't know. I, I just, I can't f- really see how all these pieces are going to fit together yet. Which isn't a criticism. It's just, where are all of these little threads going to finally tie together? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying that hard to figure it out because... Anything I theorize is just not going to be as imaginative as whatever it actually will be, I'm sure. Yes. I feel like Killjoys has not disappointed me in that regard. They have not taken the obvious route with most of the big reveals in the show. Exactly. Which is why it's one of my favorite shows ever. And we got a voice message that Fred sent to us by email. Hello, Chris, Stephanie, and Annie. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Killjoys Season 5, Episode 3. Long time no here. 
Long time no see, especially Annie, who I met at Urpapalooza last year, the Winona Earp convention. Quite a sad episode, of course, but from the acting, just marvelous. Just having the three main characters here playing about everything in this episode. A little bit of the lady and a little bit of client, but for the rest, really impressive acting. Lucy being dead is, of course, very sad, but... I can't believe it, she really is. There will be somewhere a backup. That's the advantage of being an AI. Still no Anila, and which role Klein will play becomes quite unclear by now. Best quote of the episode. Get naked. Okay, again. What the hells? Seriously? His pillow's bigger and that's... Well, that's just not true. My pillow is wider. Yes, one of you is definitely bigger. That's the one who's focusing on what I'm saying right now. Lucy? Lucy? Lucy's privacy protocols. And there's two or more naked bodies or surveillance shuts off. Wait, why am I naked if it only takes two bodies? I didn't want you to feel left out. Okay, all the best. Greetings, Fred from the Netherlands. Thanks for sending that in, Fred. We're glad to be back. And it's it's nice to know that you had a lot of the same thoughts that we did, enjoyed a lot of the same things, which, thinking about it, I'm, I'm not really so surprised that I think a lot of us enjoyed the same things. I, I feel like the Killjoys writers know their audience pretty well by this point. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode of Killjoys. You can send them to killjoys at askgenretv.com. We love getting voice messages, which you can send to us in a couple of ways. Record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us, or you can call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. Follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at Killjoys Podcast. The Quad is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. You can find our other podcasts about Lost Girl, Orphan Black, and some other shows on our website, askgenretv.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the Quad. <laughs>